guys, welcome to Attempted Horse Collar Podcast, your two best friends talk sports. I'm Nikki. And I'm Heather. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 16. Um, we're coming up on our summer break session. So I think we will have probably two more episodes. One or two. One more. or two, yeah. More episodes before we go on a summer break. Um, but that just means that we have a lot to cover in this episode. So much stuff to cover. It's been a minute since we talked to you guys. Uh, we're probably not going back over a lot of what happened in between. Um, just like call us if you want to know what we have to say about that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, so first off, Preakness. I'm not going to mention. I feel like we haven't talked about horse racing this whole podcast season we've never talked about horse racing okay perfect well good i want to talk about preakness because we watched it yesterday and i swear the funniest thing that i've ever seen happen in a horse race happened we're watching them you know they're all the horses are in the gate they they do the gate open it if you will yeah and the horses start, and one of the horses, like, his hind legs go up, his front legs go up. He, like, basically bucked like a bull and threw his jockey off of the horse. The jockey was on the ground, and the horse, instead of, like, just being like, oh, I don't have a jockey, and, like, looking around, just takes off. Did he win? He did not. But he wasn't last. And it was the funniest shit because you're just watching all the horses and he's just like, oh, I'm in this. I'm running. Oh, my God. I I wish he would have won. I know. So that was, his name was Bodhi Express. He was just having so much fun. He was. He was just like, I was born to do this. And without that extra... 25 pounds. I mean, I feel like jockeys can't jockeys weigh more than 25 pounds. Jockeys definitely 25 pounds or less. That's what I thought. So without that 25 pounds, he was so light. And so <laughs> it was just, I just couldn't stop laughing because at one point he was ahead of three horses. I mean, he, he might have ended up being last, but he wasn't running last the whole time. And you know that those people are like, literally were lo- losing to a horse by just, running just losing to a horse and himself. also like i don't was he like with the group because he doesn't he doesn't have a jockey to have him abide by the rules he was so running i feel on, like he, he could, was running on the outside <laughs> okay okay um, but he was, yeah he was with the group just <laughs> hanging out he didn't like commit an offsides or anything like that no and at okay. one point really close to the finish line um because You know, we were discussing it, like, I wonder why they didn't just try to grab, but they don't want to interfere with the race and mess anybody else up. So they're close to the finish line, and he's kind of separated himself. He's way further out than the rest, and you see somebody on a horse, and it looks like she's, like, trying to kind of grab him to lead him off, and it has the opposite effect because he nosedives to the inside and gets back in the pack and just keeps running with them. Yeah, that's for his buddies. They're just, like, running across across the Wabu yonder in a circle. It was awesome. And then he finished the race, and he's still just, like, fucking running around. Yeah, of course, because he's <laughs> like, why? We're frolicking. Why? Is that, did everybody else stop frolicking? I'm still in a frolic mode. Oh, it I was love that amazing. Horse. And then... Um, I hope they didn't be mean to him after no i'm he actually did pretty well so did they get the money uh, i don't know i mean he didn't like place so he probably didn't get any money war of will won. who cares that's less exciting yeah who cares um in other sports that start with a p news 
PGA Championship. Other rich people sports. Yeah. That's probably a better yeah. way to describe it. Um, PGA Championships are this weekend. I again entered, my, uh, entered a pool, and I one of my top players got cut. But he was in good company with players that got cut because Tiger Woods got cut. Uh, Patrick Reed, Bubba Watson, John Rom. After he peed on the tree, which I don't know if you saw. That. I did not know, but I love. Okay. We can circle back to that. That yeah no, there's like a camera shot of Dustin Johnson hitting um, a shot from like the tall grass, and in the background of the shot, there's a tree, and John Rom is peeing on the tree. He has his back to the camera. Just take. That it. makes me so mad. Take it. <laughs> It made me laugh. I didn't care. It makes me so mad because a woman couldn't do that when she's on the tour, like on the course. She couldn't just go pee behind a tree. People oh, would yeah. lose their it's, minds. Well, it's, it's not. It's really not fair well, that he's yeah. allowed to pee on the tree and we're not. I mean, I would prefer if we just are allowed to pee. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Don't. I had coffee. I'm crazy right now. <laughs> it's just, I'm basically drunk. Off of caffeine. Caffeine high. Yeah. Um, So that's all I have to say about that. Didn't Brooks kept Oh, yeah, we can talk about that if you want. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about him. I just think his name is. So this is. Kepka. It's just like an interesting kind of name. Well, he has an interesting story. And I lied about how long we were going to spend on PGA, I guess, because I didn't realize I was going to tell you the story. But he recently lost about 40 or 50 pounds. And put on some muscle. And supposedly, he did it because he was going to be in that ESPN The Body Issue magazine. Oh, they probably were wanting a little bit of... I don't know. But what, what the result has been is, like, ever since he, like, lost this weight... And not I don't think it was just losing weight. I think it was just generally getting in better shape. Like, maybe getting on that Tiger Woods early workout plan. He's been phenomenal. I mean, he was great at the Masters. He was up there. He sh- he set a record the first two rounds for the lowest score Yes, yeah, I saw that. So, he's, he's ahead by five strokes. Yeah, it's really, he's amazing. Damn. And he looks really great. I mean, not, I don't, everybody doesn't need to lose weight. You should be whatever size you feel comfortable, but he looks great. But it has been beneficial to and him. He looks really good. Okay. And that body issue's not out yet. I have checked, so. Okay. We'll keep you posted on I that. I love the body issue. Me too. All right, what are we doing next? Okay, do you remember last podcast when I made a promise to watch one whole NBA game and one whole NHL game? Yeah, that was your homework. Yeah, so I watched part of an NHL game. I could not watch a whole one because I didn't get the channels that it was on. Okay. And that wasn't something you knew ahead of time. You know? Right. I didn't know that. Uh, I And I did look up the schedule and I was like, oh, I can't watch. But I did try to go to a sports restaurant. I was informed it was not a sports bar, but a sports restaurant um, okay. on Friday. And I watched part of the Sharks versus the Blues. And I'm here. Oh, the Blues is one of the teams I picked. Yes. Uh, so when I tuned in, the second period was just beginning. And St. Louis, the Blues, was beating the Sharks. I think they're San Diego. Uh, two to nothing. Okay. Do you know how hard it was to pay attention to that game? 
There was a basketball game going on. Where they're constantly scoring points. Yeah, there was a uh, baseball game going on. Uh, Actually, there were two baseball games going on. There was an Astros game. Obviously, I'm trying to watch the Astros. Mm -hmm. And then uh, UT was playing Oklahoma on another screen. And Anna had fried pickles. (sighs) A whole, whole lot going on. There was like a lot going on during that hockey game but I took some notes oh at one point I set a timer to see how long I could pay attention to the game before I got distracted do you have any idea how long that that was that I was a a four and a half minutes six minutes and 23 seconds that's better than I thought I mean that's pretty good um okay so I'm just gonna read you some of my notes from from my hockey hockey experience. experience um y'all I'm a football fan. I realize this is not a fair critique when you love a game like football. But this game is so slow. It was so slow. Do you th- okay, so I think hockey is a lot similar to soccer. So do you feel like it's even slower than soccer or no? I don't know. I Because at least in soccer, there's like more people and then you can, they're all – very good looking, and you can see them when they're running around, and that's nice. Oh, and that's then true. on hockey, you don't get to see him see them because they're covered in pads and the helmet. Although when they sh- would show them, and you would see a picture of them with their uh, helmet off, a lot of them were very cute. I was like, I've been watching the wrong sports. One of the guys, the but you goalie, can't see him t- during the game too. No, oh. but the goalie Jordan Bennington, literally a note: Jordan Bennington is cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know about their teeth, but um, also it's very exciting when they fight, though, because it's so slow, and then all of a sudden they're smashing each other into the plexiglass, and you're like, oh, oh, my God. Yes. Also, it was easier to see the puck than I thought it was going to be. I could actually follow the puck, so I thought that was going to be detrimental. Well, because it's black on the white ice. Yeah, but I've tried to watch hockey before, and I'm just like, I cannot keep up with this stupid puck. Okay. But um, I don't know if they've done something different, or TVs have just gotten a lot better since then. Maybe the camera Mm. people have gotten better. So that was good. I also learned that they, when they are laying the ice down for the hockey game, like one of they do like layers of ice and one of the last layers of ice they put white paint in it so that it's whiter the ice looks whiter oh that makes sense it's kind of like the golf where they like paint the grass green yeah yeah so that's oh. cool yeah um but they only do that with the top layer i think so oh. yeah um and then one of the notes I wrote was, I have no fucking clue what happened in the second period, but when I looked up, it was second intermission. That's like second halftime. They call it intermission. Like, it's a play. They have three periods? They have three periods and two intermissions. Why are you calling it an intermission? Uh, because it's Canadian. I learned that, too, because it was invented in Canada. Intermission. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, that's what I learned Watching the who else game. is in the playoffs? Right? Or the uh, is this the finals? Or no, we are not in the finals Sorry. yet. Uh, we are still. My homework wasn't to watch a game, so it I is the not. West Finals. Okay, and the Sharks and the Blues are tied two to two, and then um, the Bruins won the other one. Okay, so on Monday, so they're just waiting around for the winner. Yeah, on Monday, five twenty-seven. So like. 
that next Monday? Mm-hmm. I don't know this what day Memorial it is. Day. Yeah, uh, that's when the finals start. Okay. But there has been some refereeing drama following the San Diego Sharks around, which I would like to explain to you because I found it to be very interesting. Okay. This is secondhand information uh, told to be told to me by my friend, and um, you're just gonna get it however I remember it. Perfect. Please don't fact check me. Okay, so the San Diego Sharks uh, were playing a, a team before they were playing the Blues. I think it was the Avalanche. Doesn't matter. It was game seven, and there was a penalty called. I don't know what the penalty was, but it was apparently very sketchy. And like afterwards, even the NHL was like, yeah, that probably shouldn't have happened. So, did you know there's two levels of penalties in hockey? Is that like flagrant one and two fouls? There's like a minor and a major. Okay. So you get like a two-minute minor penalty, which means your guy goes out for two minutes. Um, In that two minutes, if a team scores before – if the other team – okay. When one team has a player out, the other team is on a power play because they have an extra man. So if that team scores before the two minutes are up, then the team who's down a man gets that man back. So, oh, so the penalty could be less than two minutes. Correct. Or the punishment could if be they, less. If they score. Okay. If it's a five-minute major penalty, your dude's out the whole five minutes regardless. Oh. So in game seven, the avalanche, I believe it was, they were up three to nothing on the Sharks. They called this, the refs called this penalty a five-minute major penalty. And in that five minutes, San Diego scored four <gasps> goals and won game seven. People were pissed. That seems ridiculous. Right? That like they sh- even if it was a major penalty, they shouldn't have done that. <sighs> I mean, you're like giving it to them. Yeah, I really don't like that at all. I like the soccer one better, where you just get like a free kick. I feel like that's what you should get in hockey too. Is get yeah. like a free hit. Yeah, just like the goal can we the do net. a penalty shoot out? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Because then at most, they're just getting one goal, not four goals. Yeah, that's insane. Then it's, like, not fair. Also, and so that was the first referee scandal with the Sharks. Okay. The second referee scandal is that they were playing um, the Blues. I don't remember which game it was because I didn't watch it. And it was sudden death overtime. Which is my favorite kind of overtime. Yeah, it's so stressful. And fun at the same time. So they're at, in sudden death overtime, and there's this penalty. Basically, if your dude's hand touches the puck, I don't even know how that's possible, but it, whatever. Something about if your hand touches the puck, and then the other guy, you hit it to a teammate with your hand some kind of way, and then it goes in the goal. That's like a handball, and okay. you don't, and it doesn't count. That's not correct, but that's the gist of it. The Sharks had a handball go in. Two officials were like right there. No one caught it. So they win the sudden death. On review, it's completely obvious this was a handball and that goal should not have counted. And they should have kept playing. Mm. 
and but they didn't for some reason like that wasn't reviewable. I feel like all scoring should be reviewable, especially in sudden death especially over time. In, yeah. So then people were pissed off again. Like clearly, someone in San Diego has paid off these refs, right? Like that. It seems. It sure seems like. Sure it. seems like. Do it. we know if it was the same referee crew from the other incident? I don't know. I didn't. Okay. I didn't have chance to look into that. Um, okay. But there is, like, if we were watching hockey, that would have been some real major drama. I mean, I feel like I learned a lot about hockey in the past two days. Even though you didn't watch a whole game, I do feel like we'll go ahead and give you credit Thank for you. that homework assignment. Thank you. Very nicely done. Thank you. You're welcome. I was real worried about my punishment. so I'd... No, we got you. Thank you. Um, what's going on in the tennis world? I will say I watched SportsCenter, was it last night? And Del Potro? Yes. And that other guy? Djokovic. We're playing. And Del Potro hit the best shot. And it was like, it just like barely went over the net. And then Djokovic couldn't get to it. And it was amazing. Oh, it was like SportsCenter top 10. It was really, I have no idea who won the match, but I was like, really well done. Did sir. he do it on purpose? Oh, definitely. Yes. And in fact, it was so good that um, afterwards, uh, Jokovic went over and like gave like game one over. G- gave but, him like, a high five. Gave him a high five. So cute. Like good shot. I couldn't get there in time. So that's the extent of my tennis knowledge. Well, that was pretty, great. That's pretty good. So they are playing in the Rome Masters tournament. This is the last clay court tournament before the French Open starts. Uh, French Open starts May 26th. That's when the main draw begins, and it goes through June 9th. So here is the 411 on the clay season. As you may remember, my favorite tennis player and boyfriend, Rafael Nadal, is the king of clay. Mm-hmm. And there are four major clay court tournaments that lead up to the French Open that he normally plays. In any given year, it is pretty frequent that he wins two to three of those four clay tournaments. Like, I don't know that he's ever won all four, but he really often wins three of them. And up until today, he played Djokovic. So Djokovic de- beat Del Potro. Rafa, Dang it! Rafa did not make it even to the finals of any of the tournaments. So, so he's still not 100%. Right. So everybody was kind of freaking out. Um, and then today he made it to the Rome final, and he's playing Djokovic, who's like his nemesis. And I tried to watch it, but thankfully I couldn't watch it. It was on, a chan- it was on the tennis channel, which I don't have, um, because I feel like when I watch sometimes, it gives him bad luck. Yeah. So he beat... Uh, Djokovic in the first set 6-0. Oh, wow. And I was like, hell, yes. Thank you. Then he turned around and lost the second set 4-6. And then the final set, he beat Djokovic 6-1. I don't know what's going on with him, but he finally won. So Maybe he's peaking at just the right time if, yeah. if the French Open starts in a week. Yeah. So the other guys to look out for at the French Open would be uh, Djokovic, Dominic Thiem, who was in the finals last year, um, and he won the Barcelona Open, and also um, Tsitsipas. I think it's Stefano Tsitsipas. Um, Yeah, so he has also done well in the lead-up of the clay court season. Now, what's that guy's name that I like? 
that's like the young guy that beat Rafa in January. Maybe he didn't beat Rafa. Young American guy. He was in that clay court photo, I think. Tiafo? Yeah. Yeah. Is he, is, will he be good in the French Open? Or I'm not sure. Well, he's a maybe. Okay. And traditionally, Americans do not do well on clay because most of our courts are hard courts in this country. I was going to be like, is that just not like the kind of soil that we have here? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's a matter of training um, yeah, most of the time. They're used to hard courts. Yeah, okay. so, but he was in that photo, so maybe. We'll see. Um, well, I'm, that photo, as we went over, had several mistakes. So. Yeah, it did. Interesting. Okay, so now I would like to get to the tennis drama. Now oh, that, yeah, Now that the business side is over. I'm ready for this. Do you remember Nick Kyrgios? Yes, I do. He is the Aussie, uh, who's a bit of a bad boy on tour. Well, he went on record in an interview with Ben Rothenberg on a podcast. And Ben Rothenberg is one of the tennis writers for the New York Times. Uh, I did not look this up, but in the past, he and Kyrgios have exchanged, would you call him a heated tweet? I don't know. Okay. Uh, This writer in Kyrgios. Yes. So Kyrgios and he had... I guess you could call it beef, but then they, like, start out the podcast with Rothenberg being like, do we have beef? Like, what's going on? And basically, Kyrgios admits that he's a Twitter troll, which I'm already just like... Okay, self-awareness. Self-awareness, but also, don't be that guy. And he's like, most of the time when I'm writing these tweets, I'm just, like, in my bed laughing. And I'm like, it's not really that funny if you're being an asshole. Like, you can get your jokes in another way. Also... Do you not have another hobby? Like, have you read a book lately? There's a lot of good shows to binge. I could send you my list. Yeah, I don't know. But he comes off in this interview as, like, the most immature person. Uh, In the first, like, 15 minutes of the interview, he's like, I don't understand why I've got to give these guys, like, Rafa and Roger respect on the tennis court. Like, all they do is hit a ball. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I don't understand why. But they do it so well, and that's that's their job. Yeah, and basically, I just wanted to, like, yell through the thing. Like, it's called professionalism? Like, to treat anybody with respect? Like, and he sort of, like, circles back around to it later on in the interview and he like I think like maybe he's just talking off the top of his head and doesn't really know what he's saying because he didn't sound that intelligent so Um, he needs a PR person and perhaps some media training yeah he definitely needs media training but he also like admits on this interview that he doesn't take coaching well he doesn't have a coach he, so basically, he admits that he doesn't listen. He admits that he puts in the least amount of work of anybody on tour. And it honestly, I came away with it feeling like very sorry for him because it is clear he does not like being a tennis player. He talks about He just does it because he's good at it. He just does it because he's good at it and he doesn't care. And he talks about, like, a few years ago, the death of his grandmother really affected him. And he was really upset about the amount of time that he was spending on tour and, like, away from home. And he really, I think that was just kind of, like, a moment for him of, like, what am I doing? If I hadn't been traveling, I could have been home with my grandma. I think, honestly, he maybe hasn't recovered from that yet. And he's still, like, very angry. But I also just want to, like, take him aside and be like, dude, you don't have to play tennis. Because he's clearly just, like, very angry about it. And that's... 
that's why he acts like the way he this look this is me armchair psychologist that's fine but i feel like that's, that's why for. he acts the way that he acts but at the end of the interview uh rothenberg this is when where the drama comes out so rothenberg is like basically we're gonna play word association but with other players on tour which is a terrible idea he should never have agreed to that should never have agreed to that so um what i got from that is curios hates he hates djokovic he said djokovic uh has a deep need to be liked by everyone and he doesn't find that attractive um and that he hates djokovic's uh scream yell celebration which i co-sign and, he, and then You're he's like, like, okay, that's one point. And then he's like, if I beat him next time, I, maybe I'll just do that. So he called Rafa super salty and a sore loser, which has a grain of truth in it. But Rafa's really only a sore loser that I can think of when he loses to Kyrgios. And Kyrgios acts like an ass. Um, but also, like, show me somebody that's really good at being that's an athlete not, that's not a that's sore really loser. Good. I'm a sore loser. I'm sure Rafa would be like, I mean, I do the best I can, but, yeah, I'm pissed off when I lose. But also, I feel like Rafa has a good perspective on things. Like, in all these press conferences, people are asking him about, like, you're not winning these ch- these titles. And he's like, yeah, what happened before wasn't really normal, and me losing actually is kind of as normal, so you guys need to sit the hell down. Uh, then he says – Federer's the greatest of all time. So. Oh, so he likes Federer. So he likes Federer. And then he says he's besties with Tiafo. Oh, no. I don't know if I like this. Yeah. And it's just like, it's very clear that he's very immature. He's 24 years old. He has some growing up to do. So that is the interview. The next day. Oh, the day of the interview. He's like, yeah, I almost missed my match today because I overslept. He's like, I missed my alarm, I missed my warm-up, and if my trainer hadn't come and banged on my door, I would have missed my match. Um, a couple months ago, he won the Acapulco tournament, and he freely admitted every single night of the Acapulco tournament, he stayed out till 4.30 a.m. getting drunk and partying. In that tournament, he beat Rafa, he beat, like, um, Isner, he beat someone else that's really good, and he's like, yeah, I don't know what was happening that yeah, week. Yeah, I was so hungover. Like, like, and he clearly has a lot of talent okay i'm moving on the next day after this interview he's playing someone and he throws a tantrum in this at the in the third set so it's like one set all the beginning of the third set he smashes his racket he throws a chair across the court and then you can hear him saying, I'm fucking done, I'm fucking done. And he like slams his racket into his thing, into his racket bag, and storms off the court. And now that people are saying he should be suspended. I think he that should be suspended. That's a lot of things. That is so many things. Like, I, yeah. So that's the curious drama. I'm wow. sorry that I don't have an update Wait, on he... women's because this has been a lot. Is he playing in the French Open? Yeah, unless he gets suspended. Oh, okay. So that's something to look out yeah, for. Yeah, look out for Kyrgios. But, like, I have a, I like him and I also don't like him. Like, I don't like the way he acts, but also it's reminiscent of McEnroe. And, like, it's kind of fun to have a wild card. Like, it's entertaining. And he knows that. And I think he plays into that a little bit. But I also think he's just, like, 
very angry and needs therapy. <laughs> so both of those things. Yeah, okay, let's keep going. Um, let's move on to NBA playoffs. I've because, watched so much basketball. Oh, good. You were only – so extra credit because you were only supposed to watch one game and you've watched several games. I watched two and a half games. Okay. That's pretty good. Thank you. So who did you watch? What did you think? I watched Golden State – um, I forget who they played before Portland, but I watched the last game of that series. Who Golden State played? Mm-hmm. Houston. Yeah, I watched that game. And I've watched several of the Golden State versus Portland games because Steph and Seth are playing each other. Which is really cute and also terrible for their parents. I feel bad. Do you know what Steph said when asked that question? If he, if we, If he has any empathy for his parents? No. He said, nah, you shouldn't feel bad. They're very blessed. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Very true. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I feel bad um, because Seth, they're down 3-0. Yeah, they're going to get swept. Yeah. You know their parents are secretly cheering for the younger brother, right? Because, like, Steph's already accomplished so much. Maybe. Don't you think? I don't know. I just can't imagine being in that position and being like, oh, no, I'm cheering for both because I know I would pick one. You have to pick one. How do you cheer for both? You don't. That's what I'm saying. I would just have to commit to who I was cheering for. I think they should each cheer for one team. Well, that the game, um, so the second game I watched, uh, I watched the fourth quarter of game two of the Portland uh Golden State series and Dell the dad was wearing a Trailblazers jersey and the mom I apologize I don't remember her name she was wearing a Golden State shirt so they kind of okay, represented so both they did. last night they didn't show them on camera at all but that game too was so good the last quarter was like watching a college game so much energy Seth was like draining three-pointers on Steph's turf and I was like, ooh, this is good. It was so good. And then he still lost. And then they still lost. Um, the other half of the bracket, is that, do we call it a bracket? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that's a Western. The Eastern Conference Finals are the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes. And I'm going for the Milwaukee Bucks because I am still mad at Kawhi. I understand. I'm team Spurs. And so... So, um, Milwaukee's up 2-0, too, and I think that they may sweep. I think they might, The too. Raptors. That game last, whatever the game. Friday night. Was awful. Yeah. They look sad. They I look, mean, Toronto looked Toronto really sad. Toronto looked very bad. Yeah. Um, and Gian, I really like Giannis. Yeah. The Greek freak. Um, so, I like him. I like their team colors. The Fear the Deer is super cute. Okay, explain Fear the Deer. Because they're the Milwaukee Bucks, and Bucks a Deer, and so, like, you're fearing that it rhymes. Okay, so it's just their motto, Fear the Deer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, I mean, I mean, want, I'm, I picked. You, well, I feel like if you got some things that rhymed with Buck, it might end up not being good. Yeah, no, Fear the Deer. <laughs> I am for them. I'll be happy if they make it, even though I picked the Raptors. I'm not attached to my pick. Um, okay, good. But I like their, I mean, I just really feel like they need to call themselves House Baratheon instead of the Bucks. Maybe. But, yeah. It's like I House like, Baratheon versus the White Walkers. Because Toronto's, like, from the north, beyond the wall. Oh, yeah. I mean, beyond the border. Yeah. But that's, that's the wall. That's the wall. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I feel like there's no chance that whoever, whether it be Toronto or Milwaukee, no chance that they beat the Warriors. Well, I have a friend that really enjoys NBA, and she was telling me she's very interested in seeing how Golden State can handle the Greek. Okay. And she thinks it's going to be very good, and she has her doubts. I have my doubts about whether or not Golden State needs Kevin Durant to come back. Oh, I don't, they don't. It's clear that they don't. And she thinks that they need KD to take on the Greek and that without him, they don't have a chance. And I see that. But I also think, and I told her this yesterday, and I said, but you need to understand that my sample is like a handful of games. I think that they are playing more like a team that's having fun without KD. Yes. So. Um, other NBA things. Did you see all the Twitter drama after the NBA lottery pick? No, tell me. Uh, basically, everybody thought that the New York Knicks was going to get the lot- the first pick of the draft, and it ended up being the Pelicans. Okay. So now the Pelicans will get Zion. Okay. And so that will be very good for the Pelicans, and it was not very good for the Knicks. People were upset. Why did they think the Knicks were going to get it? Because it was uh, most statistically likely that they would get it. Okay. Because they, for the very first pick, it's not just the worst team, because that would incentivize you to tank your season, right, to get the worst record. Yeah. So they do, and I'm not sure exactly how it works, but basically, the worse your record is, the uh, more likely you are to get the pick. So it was very likely they were going to get it. It wasn't as likely that the Pelicans would get it, but they did. And so now they get Zion. Nice. And my last thing is, I don't know if you saw, Tyreek Evans got banned from the NBA for two years for the failed yes, drug test. I saw and that. And failing the drug policy. Did you feel like, do you feel like that is excessive or a correct punishment? I feel like that is excessive. I also think it depends on what drug it was. I couldn't find anything that said what I think. What he was. I mean, I think was that's performance. Conf- I think that's confidential, it right? Is. So, but I feel like if it's a recreational drug such as marijuana, that that's excessive. I and also knowing what we know about NFL players who smoke marijuana, to I feel like such a like marijuana. Like, <laughs> 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 I feel like such a. Stick out my butt when I say it like that. Um, but it, knowing what we know that players use that to deal with pain and to cope with... Um, well, it just it doesn't enhance your performance. It doesn't enhance your performance. Uh, versus like a steroid situation that's a PED. Um, and I feel like the flip side of that is... How many warnings did he get? It probably wasn't his first oh, it, positive. Oh, it was not. I st- Just two years feels so, like, such a long ban. I, I guess I need some more information to decide. I think but so, it too. it just seems it, crazy. It seems way too long. And I also, it, it, I understand that it's sort of apples and oranges to compare leagues. Yeah. But knowing that... There are people in the NFL who only get a handful of game suspension for domestic violence issues. To just see that compared with two years for a drug issue is just like very frustrating. It yeah. just seems it seems disproportionate to the offense committed. But I I feel like if I had more information, I could be swayed. 
Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. And the NBA, at least it hasn't come to light, so I'm just going to say they haven't had the same issues that the NFL has. With no. Domestic No, violence. they haven't. So either we just don't know about it or they just haven't had the same issues. Um, but, yeah, it just it seemed crazy to me. Yeah. So that's all I have. Do you have a best dress? Because I, I don't have one. I do have several best dress. Oh, perfect. Um, one of my best dress is Rafa in the clay court season has been wearing like a turquoise shirt and orange headband and uh wristbands i'm a sucker for that you guys i'm so, that's just that's like cute and summery that's my kryptonite and he's got white shorts on i'm sorry that's just i know you guys hate it when i talk about rafa so much but whatever and then last night during the game i was watching between golden state and portland there were two players on the portland team that had very good shoes uh, Damian Lillard had on these lime green shoes that did they match the Portland Trailblazers completely? Nope. Because they're black and red. They were wearing a white uniform though. So. so, And yeah, I was like, those are still cute. And then someone, Turner, had on turquoise shoes and everybody I was watching the game with agreed they were excellent shoes. So if I had to pick my best, best dress, it would be Turner. But oh, nice. other two honorable mentions. Like Do you that. have a best dress? I, I don't, but that talking about the basketball games made me think of Beyonce's outfit to Game 7 where we couldn't figure out how, OMG. She, could, how she would go to the back. We've talked Ugh. about peeing so much on the podcast today, but I just cannot figure out how she could go to the bathroom in that like onesie. She had to take it off. Oh, gosh. Like, that's the only way. I'm all for fashion, but, like, at some point, I mean, does she just, like, not drink enough? She's just like, okay, I can't pee for four hours. Yeah, not so gonna... she couldn't have any water all day. This, this is bullshit, ladies. The things we do for fashion. It's too much. Is there, do you think a dude would ever do that? I wouldn't do it either. No. And also it was ugly because it was, it was literally a onesie. It was all the way from her feet her feet were in it her hands were in it I yes. think so yeah she couldn't go but also she had on like tights with open-toed sandals and it looked so bad it wasn't good so she might have been more stressed she definitely was all right that's all I have that's all I have to till next time bye